welcome to the Jennifer O'Brien Show. I'm your host, Jennifer O'Brien. I'm so excited uh, to be going live today and um, just come on here. I've got a really funny lady that I'm about to bring up here. Um, she is based out of Atlanta and she is comedian Jessica. It's all good. And I'm so excited. She has such an incredible story. She's so much fun um, as an entertainer. I love watching her on stage. She's captivating. She's fun. She's clean. And uh, she's just high energy. And I um, I think you're going to see how incredible she is. So I am so excited to have her on with me today. And without further ado, let's bring up Jessica. It's all good, Williams. Woo! <laughs> hey. So uh, can I just start with one um, announcement I've been trying to make out to, out to the public? Yes. So um, a lot of people who've known me for the longest have known me as Jessica's All Good Williams. Yes. But ever since I got married and started getting things going, I have taken the Williams off and now I am Jessica. It's all good. Okay. So wait, I have a question. Was Williams your maiden name or is that your married name? That is my maiden name. It is your maiden name. Okay. Mm -hmm. I yeah, didn't I think didn't anybody was that. actually going to marry me. So <laughs> I thought, why don't I, this would be my stage name. And then I'm like, oh snap, I got married. And um, on top of that, there's a Jessica Williams uh, comedian who is a black yes. woman close to my age, way more famous than me. And people actually get us confused. I got a call from New York Times once looking for her because someone uh, I went to college with said that she went to school with him because apparently, I guess he assumed we all look alike. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I, I've run into a lot of issues with the Williams. Um, so, so you the dropped it. Yes. I was like, oh, marriage, great escape. So I, I meant to make a big announcement in 2020, but you remember 2020 was 2020. So yeah. Yeah. Like it didn't even happen. But it didn't even happen. Did it? Is the question. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, okay. Yeah. I did notice that when I went to put you in, I was like, wait, it's just, it's all good. I'm so now I know I will just drop the Williams and <laughs> it's just Jessica. It's all good. And that is so, that is so you to the core. It is all good with you, Jessica. Thank you. So I, I just kind of want to get to know who's this Jessica is all good today. <laughs> And um, I, I would love to just hear, because you're so funny, and I know you do stand-up, but I know you've done improv, and I know you do MC and DJing, and you're just all over because you're such an entertainer. You're such a performer. So I would love to hear, how did it even begin for you? So, we Well, wanna... uh, that, that's a great question, and thank you. Um, so, um, yes, I do a lot. Um, because it turns out bills are totally real. Like they don't <laughs> go away. One goes away and then a new one comes and a lot came recently. So mm -hmm. uh, a lot of it does have to do with the being uh, a good, you know, team partner here with my husband and making sure I'm contributing um, with my entertainment. It, it's a blessing that I can use entertainment as my actual financial career and livelihood, which of course mm -hmm. last year it got a little fishy, but um I didn't come out here with uh, the DJ, the MC, the comedy. I didn't come out here with that in mind. And when I say came out here, came to Atlanta, mm -hmm. I actually came to Atlanta to be an actress because I decided at the age of 12, I was going to be an actress. 
So I studied acting like towards the end of middle school, high mm. school, and two different colleges. And about like a semester after graduation, I came out here chasing the dream, fell on my face, tried mm. to leave. God sent me back. He's like, no, I was serious when I said go to to Atlanta. Wow. And then it became a this thing led to that thing. Um, so I did things like teach drama in a lot of different areas and found um, a steady drama job after being out here for less than a year. And so because of that, I got other little opportunities here and there. Mm -hmm. um, auditioned, auditioned, and auditioned. Only got a few small things. Um, mm -hmm. Really got into modeling, which is something I started around 17, 18. And so that would pop in and out. So I got a lot of modeling opportunities when I came out here. By the way, models do not get paid as much as people think unless your name's oh. like Tyra or Giselle or something. Okay. Yeah. So, I, you know, um, of course the, 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 the female in me is like any, anything that you're showing up, they're like, ah, I got a modeling gig. Next thing you know, you're like, wait, what, what's happening here? You know, <laughs> it's some shady apartment building and next thing oh, you yeah. know. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely wait, have those moments too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to tell a dude about himself when he tried to exchange services. And I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of services. I could do that. And he's like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm like, yeah, my directing and my acting and my writing yeah. is like, well, your other services, I'm like, uh oh. Oh, well, you mean like my behind the scenes stuff, like the stage <laughs> managing? He's like, well, your body. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, behind the scenes, all right. Well, <laughs> and I, I didn't even have the, the words, like, I was not even, like, it wasn't even scared. It was just a thing. I'm like, first of all, right. how old is she? Like, I turned into like an old country lady lost all like English, proper English. I'm like, ain't you old? First of all, and he's like, and I was like 23, 24. He's like, I get girls your age all the time. I'm like, well, go get one of them. Cause I'm not the wow. one. So I've okay. had plenty of those shady moments are the things where you, you think you've got an opportunity and then you get there and no one's there. And you're like, let me, let me, let me get out of here quickly. So it definitely <laughs> It's it struggle. Kind of odd that I, he told me to come to the dark back alley of this bowling alley rink. Yeah, you look yeah. around. Like, yeah. Where's the lights? Do you? Is they, <laughs> do they not believe in lights inside the building? So I, I see I, a light on a video camera, but that's the only <laughs> light I'm seeing. What's happening here? <laughs> yeah. So I definitely found yeah. some interesting moments, and a lot. A lot of people do not know I was actually low key homeless when I first came out here. No. So I can't. Then that was the big falling on my face. Like I lived in an art gallery illegally mm -hmm. for a second. Like the art, the, um, the person who owned the gallery basically was hiding me in the attic and I would <laughs> volunteer at the gallery. Model in the attic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the acting model who model who did some art work, like give, gave tours and talk to people as a volunteer so I could stay there. But okay. there wasn't like a bath or a shower in the, there wasn't even a bathroom attached to the <gasps> this, uh, art place. So if I want, high. oh, oh, that, that was where I hit the lowest areas. Like I, oh gosh, I got so depressed about it at times because I'd have to find ways to get a shower. Like we tried to go to an LA fitness one day and wow. because I had an out of state license, they're like, oh, you can't use this LA fitness. So I got that shower that one day, but I couldn't cut because I was there, but they're like, yeah, you can't use this. Cause like, if I just work out, then get a shower. So they're like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, 
So you need a Georgia license for LA Fitness. Gotcha. And then um, a couple of friends, like one of my friends found out because I was very low key. Like if you saw my Facebook that I was in Atlanta, everybody's like, oh, Jessica's in Atlanta. And they had no idea. So one of my friends called me and found mm -hmm. out what I was going through. Got a mm -hmm. friend from Georgia Tech to um, to come pick me up. And this was a mm -hmm. guy I'd never met before. Ended up sleeping at Georgia Tech a few times and using his shower. He had like four okay. other roommates who were like, who is this chick in our room? And it's like, hey, <laughs> I just need a shower. Uh, yes. I went to a homeless <laughs> shelter to get a shower. And oh my God, the conditions. That's most people like, huh? I had no what oh, commitment yeah. though. Like, look at you just oh, no, no, like no, no, no. going all like, in. God. No, 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 no. Hold on now. Some people what? are like, all the things I went through, I'm like, no, God, I give up. Because the next step, the last day of that was like, I got kicked out of the gallery. And the next step was to be living in my car. I had an audition, but I'd run down to my last dollar. This really sweet guy had put me in a hotel because another friend found out what I was going through. So one of her mm -hmm. relatives who didn't even know me was like, okay, well, um, I'll take care of her. So he put me in a hotel for five days where I cried mm -hmm. for like two and a half of those days, just cried. Mm -hmm. But I had an audition and that was why I was trying to stay. And I mm -hmm. looked at my bank account. This is the saddest thing I'd ever seen. I looked at my tank, which he had just filled up and I had one plate of food left. And it was like, you can go to this audition and then you'll be living in your car and struggling. Or you can go to mom and dad's house because um, mm -hmm. I went to school in Charleston. So I left Charleston for Atlanta and my parents mm -hmm. lived in Greenville. And I'm like, there's nothing going on in Greenville. I don't want to go back to Greenville. So that day, I'm like, I'm going back to Greenville. I didn't even tell okay. him when I was coming home. My dad came home for work and saw my car. And then he saw me. Uh, he came upstairs and saw me laying on the couch, just like done, sad, mm -hmm. tired, everything. And he's like, you've been through a lot, haven't you? And you could see in his eyes that he could see what I was going through. Because they, my parents, I didn't tell them right away. But eventually, they found out what I was going through. And they were like, Jessica, mm -hmm. are you sure? You can come home. And I'm like, no, I'm a big girl. I got this. And then after that, I'm like, look, I quit. I'm coming home. Yeah. So I quit. <laughs> Plenty of people were like, I didn't give up a hit. No, I quit. I said, I'm yeah. done. This is yeah. it. I'm working Panera Bread because I became obsessed with Panera Bread. And I was trying <laughs> to get a job at my parents' house. And because I was out of money, I, uh, I, I had nothing to give to my family as this adult after college coming home. So I mm. cooked and cleaned for my parents for almost a month and a half, almost two months. And mm -hmm. my older brother was living with them at the time. So I would like give them lunches to go, have wonderful okay. dinners for them. My mm -hmm. dad's like, wow, you're really cooking and cleaning. And if you understood my strong personality as a kid, Anytime mm -hmm. my mom's like, Jessica, can you do the dishes? I'm like, but it's not my date. Have you looked at the calendar? Why didn't you ask yeah. my brother? Because I'm a girl. Why do I have to help cook, mom? You didn't ask Joshua. You didn't ask Larkin. So yeah. I oh went from God. that to, so what can I do? It was the prodigal son all the way. Wow. I'm just be back somewhere with the roof over my head. Wow. So what was that like? I mean, I'm sure it was a relief. Like, okay, I've got food and I've got a place to shower and take care of myself. But what was that like on the inside? Did you feel like, man, I just failed. I'm, I can't go back. I mean, where were you at with all that? Um, I will say that when you haven't had like, when you have to like wait three to five days to take a shower, mm -hmm. uh, in which for ladies, that is not cool when you have certain women things to deal with. Okay. Yeah. Um, but um, when you have to, oh, can I wave at people? I see. Hey. Okay. So um, having a shower was just like, oh, uh, because I remember at the hotel crying in the shower because it felt so good to have a consistent shower for a second. But um, besides that, I felt like a complete failure. 
Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who knew me knew Jessica had these dreams to go out and do these big things. And mm-hmm. here I am, of course, on social media. It looks great, but it's like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave up my dream and I went back home. Like I gave mm-hmm. up. I'm like, okay, God, I must have done something wrong. And mm-hmm. I, I'm like, I failed. And, and that is it. I'll just wait until I can figure it out and get some money. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, that it was it wasn't fun, but mm-hmm. it was a very strong, humbling experience. Again, uh, service. Um, I do believe in serving people, but I don't believe that because I'm a woman, I'm supposed to serve you. I'm like, listen, my people had enough things like slavery and then all mm-hmm. the stuff that happened after slavery and then mm-hmm. the stuff that's still happening now. If I don't mm-hmm. have to do those things, that'd be great. Um, especially <laughs> now. I'm like, I've got my own house and my own things to clean. So even at home, my mom knows if I come to visit my parents, if I'm cleaning up, like I'm in a great like helping mood. But um, yeah. at that time, coming from the strong-willed young daughter with the two brothers who was like, don't ask me for anything unless you ask them first. It was mm-hmm. a, I, I had so much like feet to eat, um, so many words to swallow, so many wow. words. And it's the, yeah. I can laugh about it now, but when I tell mm-hmm. you I've never been so not myself, there are people mm-hmm. who met me back in that day that mm-hmm. didn't know who the real Jessica was because a lot of people are like, whoa, we know Jessica's this big, awesome, powerful, effervescent woman. But mm-hmm. at that time, people met like the sad, depressed, scared, and not sure what to do Jessica, the desperate mm-hmm. Jessica. And mm-hmm. so some of those people who saw me go from that, like that's where they met me, to mm-hmm. now they're like, wow, look how you changed. I'm like, oh, no, 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 honey. that I was like this. It was just yeah. a dark time. So uh, <laughs> don't get it twisted. Yeah. But I will say at that time, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I kind of, um, I, I gave up. I quit. I failed. And I gave up. Do you feel like it was a um, like a giving up, but was there like a surrenderedness to it that at some point you obviously came back? I mean, what was that? What shifted that you're like, I'm going back. I'm going to do it again. Like, well, um, as I told you, my college town, my second college town was I'm sorry, I've got this one hair and I can't like, what is this? It's just I don't. Okay. I, <laughs> I just, it's bugging me. Girl, I haven't had a chance to get my hair today. So I was like, put some stuff in it and it's like, what? Okay, um, so what happened? Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned my college town was uh, Charleston, South in Charleston, South Carolina. That's where I got mm-hmm. a bachelor's. And I decided to go back to Charleston mm-hmm. because there was a few things there that I guess the few lo- loose ends that weren't tied up. One included the boyfriend who broke up with me in 2008. Um, okay. That relationship really broke me. And mm-hmm. when now, when I joke about certain exes in my comedy, that's like the number one ex who like, there's a lot of uh, healing that had to be done and forgiveness that had to be done. And I'm still okay. not sure if I've forgiven all the way. Okay. Uh, okay. My husband's very aware of this guy. We have some jokes about him. But um, <laughs> I went back to see that guy for the last time and kind of mm-hmm. closed things out with him. Okay. Plus there was a, uh, this church that I gotten involved with for a quick second before I left. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to get this whole theater program. And the preacher and his wife was like, you can come live with us. Um, mm-hmm. We can help you get on, you know, get this opportunity with our church and get more things here. But I already knew things weren't that like busy in Charleston. Right. And then I got there um, closed the door with that guy, like the final door that I was hoping was still open. And mm-hmm. then the preacher, um, I feel like I can say this out loud, like, you know, when you hug a woman mm-hmm. in church and you're a man, mm-hmm. there's what we call the deacon hug. Okay. 
I Break don't think this preacher knew what the deacon hug was. That's a safe side hug, isn't it? That's yeah, what it's a, you know, you stick your booty hug. out so you don't like, yeah, you don't yeah. touch any parts, you know, right. and you lean in no, and you side hug. It's, it's just, a side. You don't come, you don't get, fr you, you get don't a side come hug. You frontal with a tight hug <laughs> where you're like sniffing on no. the neck. And so. <laughs> Whoa. Is this like a modeling Lord, job or is this a deacon? I don't even know. I'm but. like, how did he make it to preacher? But you know, there's a lot of preachers and folks who make it to places. Oh. So, after know. like that third hug, I was mm -hmm. like real creeped out. And I was like, okay, guys, mm. this is the one either. Was this the person that's like, oh, come stay with us as you get the, dr oh, mm -hmm. so imagine God. going back to your room after one of those creepy hugs, like, wait, yeah, whoa. And so you have a few more because you're like, maybe like it was, it was the creep. I've had many hugs in my life. This was so creepy. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm remembering. I forgot about it. I'm remembering. Ugh. So I left, I left. I was like, yeah, I'm going back to mom and dad's. So left Charleston and went back to my parents' house again in upstate South Carolina uh, in Greenville. And so what brought me back to Atlanta? Was, Second time. So this, so you launch one more time. Now you're in Charleston. You're trying to repair a broken relationship. That gets closure. Mm -hmm. You're trying to start some drama stuff going with a church. That's so boom, back to parents. Second yeah, time. like I, and I was only there like four or five days. Okay, like, this second time. The second yeah. time you were just like, okay. So okay, talk. all right, God, I'm going back to Greenville. But um, I, so going to the College of Charleston, you have a tendency to date people from the Citadel, which is what I did. That was the one I was talking about. Mm -hmm. He had a lot of friends in um in his school that became friends with me, especially the girls. Um, so a lot of people know I'm married to a white man. If they haven't had the chance to do enough digging, you'll find them. But that was a black boyfriend. And the black mm -hmm. community in Charleston, um, the College of Charleston and the Citadel were really tight because there weren't a lot of black people there. Okay. So my ex-boyfriend was in the uh, black gospel choir that they had. And mm -hmm. I made a lot of girlfriends and a few guy friends from that group. Mm -hmm. One of those girlfriends was getting ready to move to Korea. She's like, I'm going to teach in Korea. And so she needed to go to the, what do you call that place? That foreign, is it, it's not the embassy, is it? Something in Atlanta mm -hmm. that she had to go to, to help okay. get to Korea. And sure. she needed a ride. And if you could have seen my first car, this car, it had an attitude problem. Like it uh -huh. would break down for like a whole month. <laughs> And then once she right. got it fixed, it's like, oh, I'm back. And then it would break down like another two or three months. <laughs> Driving that thing in Atlanta streets was, now that was a big risk. That was the test of God. So wow. um, so I brought her back to Atlanta and she's the one who got me involved with the guy from Georgia Tech. So we're staying with him okay. while she goes there. And I'm just like, I'm just here. And mm -hmm. she was like, you know, you should try to get a job again. And I'm like, well, it hadn't gone well for me. And apparently this show that I had auditioned for, that I was uh, like, I had auditioned to be a dancer, but I wasn't keeping up with the real dancers. So I gave up, but they gave me another part. But the people, the attitudes were so insane. Wow. I quit, but I never told them I quit. So uh -huh. they didn't know I quit. And they're like, where have you been? I'm like, oh, I guess I'll come back. So I got back involved with them. I had an interview. It was the worst interview I've ever had in my life. Okay. I got the job. You did. I got the job. It was a part-time job, but it was enough to come back. And I'm just like, oh, I did so bad in that interview. I can't believe the guy hired me. So um, after. That's God. Yeah. That's yeah. God right there. Yeah, God's um, like, I have you're coming magnificent back. favor. I don't know how, because I'm not the best person in the whole wide world, but the things that God has done for me, mm -hmm. it's crazy. 
Um, so, uh, so I came back, I met this woman who I met at another play that um, I was praised, I used to be a praise dancer. So it was a gospel prep play. Interpretive you know, dance? Yes. Is that interpretive? Yes. Ooh. I, did, I, don't, I mean, the shoulder thing, I don't really know what that interprets. <laughs> but I did it for my church when I was in, uh, in high school. I did it for my first college, which was a Methodist college. And, okay. um, and then right before I left Charleston, I had one final performance as a, um, with another school that I was uh, working with part-time. Okay. So the um, place that I auditioned for as a, their interpretive dance break, I met this really sweet, adorable, short little actress. Mm -hmm. She was way older than me, but she looked so young. That was like a big mm -hmm. deal with her family. But yeah. um, I remember she gave me her number. She's like, hey, if you need anything, just give me a call because she knew I was just visiting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, okay. Um, my mom drove me back to Atlanta to do the performance in that show. So I met her at the audition of meeting the director. I met her again at that show. And that, that show, I think, is when um, I told her, yeah, I just got a job. Um, or I had an interview or training. It was training. I told her I had training. Mm -hmm. And she said I could stay with her for training. Okay. And then once the training finished, she's like, you can just stay until you find a place. And so this yeah. woman, who I'd only met twice, mm -hmm. ended up taking me in for like three or four months. Okay. In her one-bedroom apartment. Wow. Didn't even know me and took me in. Oh, and she's, nice. that was, uh, that was just wonderful. Thanks to living where um, I was with her, I was mm -hmm. able to find this apartment, this a crazy deal on an apartment. And you know how apartments have certain references. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. I've got like three jobs right now that are going to disappear in a month. So I was like, I need to hear up and get this apartment. Yeah. All these deals happening. And the way I even got the, the deals was it was that back on Craigslist was a little safer. I found <laughs> an advertisement about the apartment. But the internet was bad on my computer. So I just happened to catch internet one day and get the ad. And then it went away. Oh, okay. and, and I got the apartment and it was like, all right, I got it, God. Now I need more money because these yeah. jobs are disappearing. Mm -hmm. um, I got four different eviction notices while I was living there. So even after not being homeless, I was just like skating by the seat of my pants to keep mm -hmm. the apartment. And I remember I would cry every time I got the eviction notice. Mm. And by the fourth one, I was like, you know what, God, I've had three of these already and I'm still here. So mm -hmm. we're just going to trust you. And so that was the last one I ever got. And things just uh, moved from there. And of course, you know, you meet people, you get mm -hmm. opportunities. Atlanta is who you know in a lot of ways. So mm -hmm. you might meet someone on this project and then you're another project. And then you're teaching all of a sudden. And now your rent is covered because you're teaching in that program. But you yeah. still got to do other things to keep the work. Then you find out you're going to be a princess and a clown, which you never really thought that was a thing. But then that happens, which is how that that's about the time that happened. And so when I got that job within about three months of doing the princess part, princess and clown parties mm -hmm. and um, about about a semester of teaching with the theater program, I started finding stability. So. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know that story. I have told it before. Um, yeah. I used to like do a post on December 4th because December 4th was the first day in 2008 I came to Atlanta. And okay. then I got my apartment in April 2009. So I've been out here for a long time learning mm -hmm. so many things and growing. Mm -hmm. um, had no idea that I'd be a DJ and a comedian years later. But the thing, even an improv actress, I didn't realize that was going to be a thing for me. Like There was so much that happened. So you were more, okay, I'm going to be an actress, serious mm -hmm. roles, drama. I'm, I'm just focusing in on well, Jessica who came out here. 
Mm-hmm. Thought she was going to be at the Alliance and the Fox <laughs> Theater and landing roles in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, God always has a plan, right? But it's in there, you know? Yeah. So tell me, I, I, I think you mentioned this and I want to hear the story again because you're not even on the path to do, uh, well, I know I've seen you do improv, which you're fabulous. And stand up, fabulous. Thank so you. how did the you you mentioned like you weren't even looking to do stand up, and how did you even get into stand up? So um, the first college that I had asked me to come give a speech. They were doing this thing like the past, present, and future. Mm-hmm. So they got a congresswoman whose father was one of the first students at the um, at um, SMC when it first opened up Spartan Methodist College, mm-hmm. and um, they wanted her to represent the past. They wanted somebody who graduated within like the last 10 years. And at that point, it was still under 10. Wanted to come and kind of talk about the um, the present, you know, chasing dreams out here in life. And then they had one of their students represent the future. Now, at okay. this point, I've been doing improv for a little over a year, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, yeah, a little over a year. And one of my fellow actors in that troupe was into stand-up comedy. Never mm-hmm. thought about it. But then I give this speech. The congresswoman comes up to me and says, I'm so glad I was before you after my epic speech that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, The students and faculty and staff said that um, they felt like they were listening to a real life comedian. And I thought to myself, yeah, okay, okay, why not? Let's try it. Um, All I'd done is really talk about chasing the Atlanta uh, actor's dream. Mm-hmm. Um, the work as a teacher, the work as a princess and a clown and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you could understand the kinds of things that children say to you when you're a clown or you're a fun <laughs> after school theater teacher, it yeah. gets insane. So I had these epic stories about my work that had everyone laughing for 25 minutes straight. Wow. So I thought that was a 2000, October 2000. Oh my gosh. That's we're coming up on 10 years from that speech. So oh, yeah. that was 2011, October, 2011. Wow. And I came back to Atlanta, like, I'm going to be a comedian. And the fellow actor in my improv troupe was like, oh my God, Jessica, you're so funny. That's great. Come Mm -hmm. with me. So he took me to like the Laughing Skull and Mm -hmm. all these places he'd been going to. And so I spent like about nine or 10 months just going to comedy shows and watching and thinking, huh, uh, we know how comedy is. Um, People are very vulgar very rude, very racist, very angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a woman and there's a lot of men in comedy who have mm-hmm. a lot of women that they're angry at. So mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. even get called woman. Yeah, my lady, my woman, you get all these other awful names. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm black. People love being racist in comedy. Mm-hmm. So going mm-hmm. into comedy clubs as a black woman who wasn't scared to sit on the front row, you mm-hmm. definitely had moments where you thought, Ugh. and yeah. so And if they weren't saying something that was awful towards me, they were saying something that's awful towards everyone else. And I've always been a person that comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. So my thing was, I bet I can do this without the cussing, without the vulgar, without hurting anyone's feelings and still be funny. Mm -hmm. And So that's why I decided to be a clean comedian. Um, I will say there was one show where there was a lot of cussing going on. I'm like, oh, I can can do this. Okay. Mm -hmm. I said like two cuss words. And everybody you could tell was like, yeah, that that doesn't fit you. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny though? Because it it is true. It's like it, you have to be authentically you. And as sometimes I want to be that. I want to be edgy. I want to be like, but it's like I am just not. And it just doesn't fit. And I know your personality. It would just 
be like this contradiction oh, and you're so when you're up there it's just you so you can't really hide behind much so um, i do believe it's a gift from god um i we all have things we need to work on in life but when he gives you something you don't really want to like you don't want to tarnish that no. so when i'm on stage between that between teaching my kids that you can follow your dreams and you don't have to compromise between two parents that I'm still scared of and between my respect for the stage as a uh, former theater uh, person, Mm -hmm. um, I can't just go up on stage and do some of these things that some comedians do. And it comes from that background. So Mm -hmm. I, I will always be a clean comedian. That is my goal. And that is what I think God wants me to do anyway. So. Yeah. And And, here you are 10 years later still at it. And actually what's going to happen this Friday? Tell us about that. Well, um, the, uh, so I say my parents are from Greenville, but we also have a second hometown where we lived for about 10 years in Liberty, South Carolina. Like that. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Liberty was that place that we went to where we were like, where, what happened to all the black people and red lights? Like there's no red lights here. (laughs) So we moved there when I was 10 and that was quite a comical situation in itself. Well, yeah. this Friday, I will be headlining in Liberty, South Carolina, and I am so excited. It feels like this homecoming kind of thing. Mm. Um, the memories I get, like when I get to Liberty, I get so excited. And the last time I was there, I was a feature in this particular comedy show. Yeah. And I'm like the one comedian who's like, yeah, Liberty. And you can tell me, <laughs> like, what is, why? What, what is yeah. this place? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I stood right here when I was 11. Right yeah. in the <laughs> so um so i'm super pumped um my mom is trying to make it basically a family reunion which will probably be the most black people to ever grace the streets of liberty <laughs> so they're not gonna know what to do i know hopefully they'll come i know i got some of those relatives who don't drive at night so we'll see what happens but, sundowners uh, yeah. is real man sundowners is, sundowners is real yo there's no <laughs> there's not a lot of street lights it's just darkness even yeah, now i might have to like get an airbnb or get a, like a hotel or something but oh, you, I, i'm yeah, coming straight back because i'm going to puerto rico the next day girl you are just go 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 all yeah, the time <laughs> So that's exciting. So this is really cool. I love this full circle, you know, just you've been at this and, you know, I, and I know I don't want to keep dragging this out, but I just want you to speak into, and I know you touched a little bit as a female, black female comedian, stand up comedian. Tell me, um, what is that like now? I know at the beginning you made those decisions to stay clean, to say, Hey, I, I can only be authentic authentically me. What is it like now actually working this as a career? You did a special last year. Um, I think it's called we're all chocolate. Yes. And that was pretty amazing. Um, and tell me what's that been like now that this is something you've really, you know, gone for, tell me that, uh, tell me the highs and the lows as a performer, as, as a stand-up comedian. Well, um, I will say number one, and I'm just going to say this straight to the camera. If I'm looking at the camera to anyone, which I haven't waxed like my face, so (laughs) ignore the hairs to anyone out there um, who hires like on the level of affirmative action. I know I fit a lot of quotas, like a female and a black person. I just want to thank you. I take Mm -hmm. those moments 
Mm-hmm. And I treasure those, and I have no problem being your token black woman <laughs> in your comedy show. So there, I've definitely. So with that note, I've definitely gotten gigs. I know for a fact because of that. Um, I realized that um, you definitely will find yourself in some shows where you're like the only clean comedian and the mm-hmm. only person that feels extremely unsafe in some of the places you're in. So you might <laughs> just sit close to the exit in case anything pops off. Um, I've had those moments. I've had those wonderful moments where like, oh gosh, I love doing church shows because, mm-hmm. you know, you feel a little bit safer in church. Yeah. No, let's yeah. be honest, the world's gone mad. So there's no oh. place safe. But mm-hmm. um, I've been in places where fights are about to start off and most churches don't just have a fight break out in the middle. So no. that's nice. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. That's done um, silently on Sunday mornings. In their <laughs> yes. Heart. Yes. In their yes. Heart. Now probably via text message. Do you see the hat that she is wearing? <laughs> yeah. So you know, you have those moments. Um, but the the what I love about being a comedian, something about our career instantly mm-hmm. makes people happy. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes also fairly annoying. Like mm-hmm. you get the ones who are just like, You're a comedian, oh, I can't wait to see you. And then you get the ones who are like, Oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke right now. Mm-hmm. And then do yeah. your job for free. So yeah. those moments yeah. get a little annoying. Yeah. But um, there's a certain level of joy, especially because some shows people are so scared that the comedians are going to be mean to them or make fun of yes. you. Yes. So when it's over, these people come up to me after the show and they're so happy. Um, right. I love how you'll tell a story and then people will share their own story. I do yeah. have an entire routine about how pooping in public, not in like in front of people, <laughs> like in public restrooms, how that is like the ultimate level of confidence. Have yeah. I reached that level of confidence? Oh, oh, and okay. I'm, so I'm going I, I, by those no eyebrow raises that you have. You okay. have indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I have no shame or inhibitions and I'm trying to teach the world to do better. And yes. so I've shared stories like this and people have come up to me and shared their number two stories after shows. Listen, and that's when, yeah. when I realized how powerful this is. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know we were yeah. talking about, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, then be a comedian. See, Come on, I'm, Terry. It's, yeah. it's time. It's, it's time. time. This is your this is your sign. This is your sign. There <laughs> it you, is. You want, you want to talk about poop? So yeah. Um <laughs> when you, you hear a lot of poop show. stories after your show is what you're saying. <laughs> you're well, like, I, wow. I haven't done those in oh, I have I'm still writing my show for Friday, so I might need to throw that in there. I've That's learned don't do those there. shows in like restaurants. People get mad. But a lot <laughs> of people will come up to you after the show and want to talk about this stuff. And it's so funny because you realize you can tell that they were scared to talk about this, but they come up and be like, Hi Jessica, I just I have to tell you about this thing that sure. happened to me on drive. And I'm like, oh, okay, oh, I didn't oh thank you though. <laughs> so it's, yeah. uh, I feel like in a way I'm making the world a better place, at least in the little corners that I get to affect. Yeah. Um, I really wish some days that I was in that big screen area that I've been chasing what feels like my whole life. Mm-hmm. But I also know that there's a time and a place and a season. And what I can say is I haven't gotten to the the mountaintop that I've been trying to get to, mm-hmm. but I've gone a lot of places and I've done a lot of things. And I do believe I've made many people like thousands and thousands of people laugh and smile. So I am doing what I'm here for. Amen. Amen. And so, and okay, hold on. We got Sherry saying one more thing. Anyways, thanks for all you do. I'm supposed to be at work. I feel like I wouldn't be funny on stage. You know, Hey, you don't know until you give it a shot. That's exactly what I was thinking. 
There it is. Just YOLO. You know, go for it. You can still say YOLO. 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 Well, you do. We do. Why not? Hey, um, plus you're supposed to be at work right now, so you might get fired soon anyway. <laughs> so this is a wonderful outlet to just go ahead and, I mean, just jump out. You know, I lost my job. That's how I ended up homeless. And here okay. I am. Yes. Yes. She also says, post some of your things. So, um, and we're going to be wrapping it up here in a minute, but you got to go to Jessica. It's all good. Um, yeah. Dot com. Right. And that's, yes. you've got wonderful stuff. Lots of videos out there. Uh, make sure you follow Jessica, go to her fan page on Facebook, Twitter. She's all, she's all over. Yeah. So, um, just but really, can I just say, if you yeah. go to my TikTok, it's going to be about the cats. I'm a new cat mom. I got two kittens. And I made, I thought TikTok was stupid, but I love putting my cats on there. Oh. You got some fur babies. <laughs> One sleeping right over there right now. Listen, okay. I talk, I, I have a lot of comedy material about my crazy dog. And then this <laughs> summer we got a kitty cat. And oh my goodness, like I get the fur baby. I get, he's a snuggle bear. And I'm like, I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm definitely becoming a cat person. And I see how people can get multiple cats. And- <sighs> It's just therapy. Like I hold them and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So now I started calling uh, my animals, my fur babies in a weird way. I, they I, they are my babies. There are babies. I used to judge people who treated their pets like their pet, their yes. children. Oh, I joke about it all the time. And now I'm like, it's happening to me. Oh my god! I gosh. take back every single thing I ever said to anyone or about you behind your back. <laughs> Yes. And I, and, and I'm getting there. I can't say I'm fully there just yet. Cause I don't know if I'm a hundred percent going to stay here, but yes, all those, you know, my joke is Facebook's become like, it's almost like the obituaries for pets because all of a sudden you'll be scrolling through and it's like, you see the pet, you see the animal post and you're like, Oh great. Fluffy passed away. Like, you know, some animal has passed away. And I used to kind of joke, nobody laughed at those. No, nobody laughs at my, okay, Jessica, you're not laughing uh, either. You, you, had you told me back in May. <laughs> April. <laughs> but now, but now you've been won over by the fur babies. I'm just saying though, once you see that picture of that animal, you know what's coming next if you continue to read the comments like someone's passed away. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah, I, I try not to read those. I just be, got into this world of like pet mom. I cannot deal. I've had friends who've lost their cats in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a non-cat owner, I'm like, oh, honey, I'm sorry. Now I'm like, oh my God, this could happen. And they don't live long. So oh, I am yeah. trying not to think about that. I've already figured out what age I could be. And I'm like, nope, nope, we're not going to think about that. These are my babies. They'll live forever. There it is. Okay. Stay in denial. That's a great place. Hey, to be. It is a wonderful place to hang out. <laughs> All right. So, uh, and, and we're going to close it up here in just a moment. One last question. What's been the biggest highlight for you so far in this long career of acting, modeling, comedy, improv, stand-up, clown, princess? I want just, is there one big highlight that stands out? And it could just be multiple things that just the people you meet along the way. I, I know well, I can I think, the people I meet. Cause I, I have, I see you in action. I've been to several shows. I've seen you. And it, it, it just seems like for me, just from an outsider looking in, it's always the people. When I see you interacting, you leave that room better than you found it. But I want to hear from you. What is that thing that you're like, this is why I do it. This is why I keep going. Well, um, may I give you two things? Because yes. this is why I do it. There's the, the person that affects me the most. I think the biggest thing, the happiest thing that's ever happened is I got married. 
Um, I never thought I, I, as the independent single woman, I never thought I'd be the, oh, me and my husband. But um, mm -hmm. I really, really thought I was going to be single for a long time. I dated a lot of people because I enjoy free food. But <laughs> meeting that guy who accepts yeah. you for you, especially a woman in this entertainment career, now mm -hmm. I'm like, how did I do this without you? He is extremely supportive mm -hmm. from carrying my heavy stuff with my DJ equipment. When we first start dating to coming to as many shows as he could and giving me feedback and reading the audience for me. Um, mm. to earning my clothes. Yeah, I can't earn good. I can barely say the word earn. I've always struggled with I R O N my whole <laughs> life. And I have to start, I have to stop to think of how I'm going to say it. Like yeah. Zach will, will handle my clothes and mm. uh, polish my shoes and get the scuff marks off, scuff marks off my converses. So, um, Love when that. I look at where I could have been, there are comedians I've met uh, back back in the day who have gone all the way to the next level. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God, why haven't I gotten there? And then I remember, oh, that's when I met Zach. And while some people think it's over when you get married, I had to take time to focus on this family thing. Mm -hmm. And I do not regret it. Um, mm -hmm. Especially when this pandemic happened and then realized that I thought my career was over, like many of us, the mm -hmm. knowing that I had my right person was everything. So mm -hmm. without him, I really don't know what be, I mean, I was doing a lot, but it, I don't remember before him very well. So yeah. there's that. And then, um, I'm an extreme extrovert and I feed off of people. Mm -hmm. Um, if, if there's a kryptonite for Superman, the opposite of kryptonite, that would be like laughter for me. So okay. I need laughter. I need to make people happy. And it's mm -hmm. not like that people pleasing kind of way. It's just knowing that you left a positive mark on this world. And I don't mm -hmm. mean that like in a COVID kind of way. You got to be careful when you say positive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> change. But when, um, when people come up to you and they say things like, you know, I wasn't going to come to this show today because I had this happen. I've had people who've come to my show after funerals. And who said mm -hmm. things like, I was going to stay home. I lost such and such. Um, even at my restaurant where I host karaoke, mm -hmm. there are people who say things like, this was a hard trip for me. These things have happened. I'm here to to lay my brother to rest. I've mm -hmm. had that one. I've, I had the gentleman who told me this would be my last time celebrating my daughter's birthday. So we're giving her a sweet 15 because I can't give her a sweet 16. Thank you. Oh. Like, Oh my gosh. Those moments. You don't even, I'm like, wow. I'm literally just playing around. But Ooh. when you mm. make people so mm. happy that they know wow. you've helped me in my last days be able to celebrate mm. or you help me deal with this hard time I'm going through. Yeah. It is the reason to keep going. So, awesome. yeah. I, and I don't stop to think about these a lot. And there's been mm -hmm. so much going on. So I'm just like, oh my God, oh, that's right. I changed lives. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so um, yeah. it is a blessing to be mm. able to do that. And it is a reason to keep going. And for anyone who's out there doing amazing, positive things for the world, you have days you don't realize how much you're doing certain mm. things. Keep going. One day you'll know. And maybe one day you'll never know quite everything you've done, mm -hmm. but when you get just a little glimpse, just a little ray of the light that you've been able to share. Yeah. It's a beautiful, powerful, amazing, life-changing thing. And that is why I keep doing it. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you're doing this and um, you're so much fun to be around on stage, off of stage. You just, you have that contagious kind of love and energy that just changes the 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 mood of a room so Thank i appreciate you. your light hold on we got one last comment let's see we said my family laughed at me choking on a meatball and i had to give myself the heimlich because my family typical typically was so preoccupied they didn't notice till 
Okay, so there you go. Um, sometimes um, you have to give yourself the Heimlich, Sherry, and that we'll get some like, material on that. It's we, some counseling. I was going to say, on top of comedy, let's get some counseling, which a lot of people say, you know, stand up is free therapy. Um, what <laughs> was is. your first gig? Okay, so just we're going to close it out real quick. What was that first gig of yours that you said you went with a friend to some of these open mics, most likely? And um, so the first on. official gig was September 22nd, 2012. Somebody um, that knew someone that I knew was having a show and mm -hmm. they met me through this person and found out I was starting my uh, comedy career. And they asked me if I would uh, do stand-up comedy for them, for their event. So that was um, off Decatur Street, downtown Atlanta at a at a coffee shop. I think, I, I don't want to say the name because I might mess it up, but it was at a coffee shop for this gentleman who used to be a radio host. And I did 10 minutes and it went very well. First very time? First time, oh, very gosh, well. 10 yes. minutes. Wow, I actually started, I, I came out the door running. Like You did. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Well, make sure if you're watching today to check out Jessica. It's all good. And just see where she's performing next. She's got some local show rooms that she does here around the metro Atlanta area. And she's always DJing and just sharing the light wherever she goes. So just check out her website. And I'll eventually learn how to put stuff like that up. I don't know how to do that just yet. But thank you so much for coming on today. Thank and you for having me, Aww. And thanks so much for all those that tuned in. And hopefully we'll get to do this again soon sometime. All right. And we all are right. out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>